Would you, uh, Chris, would you like to start the show? I would like to start the show. There you go. And you're not even pixelated. Beautiful. The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews. Like this week's featured article reviewing the new game Triangle Strategy for Nintendo Switch. And remember, you can use the Shack News Cortex to join in on all the conversations, like this week's Shack Chat, where the staff the staff discusses their favorite wrestling video games of all time. Ooh. If you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world the big play Reflog show. What is going on, everybody? I am your host, Big Play Dave, alongside my two favorite people, Chris McNeil and Nick Padone. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Technical difficulties, Dave, as Never. always. As always. Starting <laughs> off the show with bang. Those darn tweets. I love how we're like, all right, let's have a really good show today. And we're like, all right, we, we can't get the show out. <laughs> Only up from here. Only up from here, boys. That's right. It's like the Browns, Nick. It's like the Browns. (laughs) Rock bottom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We've got a good one. We're going to kick it off with our power rank. Uh, Let's see. What are we power ranking? We're going to power rank Browns moves. Yeah. Remaining moves the Browns should make this offseason. Can't wait to put that out on Twitter. (laughs) Tomorrow morning, boys. Be ready for it. Then we are getting into a double featured interview with friend of the show, Buckeye legend Bobby Carpenter and the Granville gunslinger, Scotty McMullen. That's right, Dave. My boy. So I ran into him at a Planet Fitness, believe it or not. He was working out behind me. Scotty was. And uh, I turned around and said, that's Scott McMullen, the Granville gunslinger. I said, I got to go up to him and talk to him. And sure enough, I did. I said, would you would you like to come on the show? You know, Bobby Carpenter has been telling us all these great stories about you and about yeah. those championship years. And we'd love to have you on. And sure enough, he was all about it. So we're going to have Scott McMullen and Bobby Carpenter both on the show tonight. That's a way to get a guest, Chris. Has anyone else in the history of, yeah, anybody else in the history of podcasting ever book a guest in a Planet Fitness? That's that's <laughs> impressive. 
in person in Planet Fitness. In person, not, yeah. not DMs, not email. In person, yeah. Planet Fitness. It's Old school. Spotting on the bench. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely gold. <laughs> Bobby Carpenter and the two most famous people of Granville, Ohio. Yep. On the show all at once. All then in it is, one place, Dave. All in one place. <laughs> then it is on to Cavs Trivia, who wants to be a billionaire, presented by Labatt Blue. Hopefully giving away some Labats and a GV art shirt if they can answer those four questions in Cavs Trivia. Then we're getting into Cleveland headlines. We got a lot of them brought to you by TSE Cleveland. Wrapping up with the best and worst tweets of the week. Let's kick it off. Power rank time. It's time. Power Rank Monday. All right, so we are going to power rank the remaining moves we want the Browns to make. We're doing this collectively again. What was that? A little shifting in the seat there. Sounded like a fart. Um, (laughs) All right, so available players out there, moves that you want to see happen. Nick, give us your number one. Oh, my number one's a little bit different than everybody else's number one. I just want the Browns to go out and get Young Way Koo. That'd be a lot of fun. We we saw this year with, <laughs> That's your number one. Okay. with Cincinnati how much kickers mean. So go get me my kicker by any means possible. God, haven't had one since Phil Dawson. Give me my kicker. Find me him. I don't hate that. I don't hate that <laughs> at all, especially after we did draft talk last week. And this is quote unquote a weak kicking draft. <laughs> you never want to hear that, right? Like yeah. that uh, means uh, one or two really good kickers aren't good kickers. Oh boy. Yeah. Chris, well, if you if we could make one move, what would you like it to be? For people to stop talking about Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield? Oh no. That would be one. I was a bit distracted. I actually just got the show out. So record time. Oh. It is now 9-10. I just got the show out on my feed finally. Well done. Proud of me, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one move I want the Browns to make? I, yes. You know, I, I'm thinking about the draft more than anything else at 13 now. Now that we got a yep. wide out, do we still go wide receiver there? Or do we go defensive end? Do well, we, go we got a wide tackle, out. Tackle, get one of those guys from Georgia? Wide out. Yeah, one of those two Ohio State Buckeyes wide outs. Perhaps. That's who they want. I don't know. I'm interested to see what we do in the draft. That's the one thing. The Amari Cooper trade really opens up our options. And I think that's exactly what Andrew Barry wanted was uh, to have more options at 13 and more flexibility now in the end of free agency. And that really frees up some things because you knew I, we knew Jarvis was gone. Right. I mean, you hate to lose yeah. a guy like that. We tried to restructure, but I think that was all I, I, I think that was kind of pie in the sky type of stuff. So. Uh, this was all according to plan, and and now he's got the flexibility he wants. So I'll be interested to see what we do in the draft now, Dave. It, yeah, it feels like the mess of last year is finally over. Even though Jarvis, I don't think had anything to do with it. It's just the it's it's all finally just kind of a clean slate. Bringing Amari Cooper, bringing a new wide receiver in the draft. Clowney's gone, players. right? I mean, Clowney's gone. He's not coming back. I don't think he's coming back. So we're going to have to get him back. But yeah. 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 I don't think we're going to restructure that one either. We may 
once again, just like we did with Jarvis, try to, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, he does this every like Jadavion Clowney will probably be the last free agent to sign. I think like the last he three or four paid. free agencies. Yeah, he it's, and rightfully it's he so. hits the jackpot every year. He waits yeah. until the very last possible defensive end signs, and then he signs. Like he he's done it the last four years. This year should be no different. But I wouldn't be surprised. He loves these one year deals, but. Man, after the year that he just had where he stayed relatively healthy, he made a big yep. impact on the field. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes this as, you know, one kind of final splash year for Jadavion Clowney and cash in on a three, four year deal somewhere. Especially with some of, with the way that some of these teams are spending today. I mean, you know, we could sit here and be disappointed. I see some of the stuff on Brown's Twitter. People are a little bit disappointed just due to the lack of moves, but the Browns were never going to make any of these moves. I saw people on Twitter today. We we're talking about this right before the show started. When Jarvis left, they're like, I'm done with the Browns. Like, I get it. How on earth could this be the point that you pick that you're done with the Browns? I mean, people, people are complaining about lo- losing a player. We literally, Dave, you and I lived through when we lost the team. I mean, we still remain as Browns fans. Maybe that's just the sickos we are, but I'm not going to be giving up my Browns fandom because we lost Jarvis. Love Jarvis. He he really did turn around the culture, and that's one of those, just like the Cavs are fun. It's become cliche uh, all over the place, but he did. But he did. That was a big move for us at the time, and he did help with that. And now he's moved on, and he'll go on to greener pastures, I'm sure, and hopefully we go on our way up. Yep. Yep, perfectly said. And and these moves that were made today, you know, the Browns were never going to pay Christian Kirk twenty one million dollars. That was crazy. Money. That was that was the only uh, type of move that the Jacksonville Jaguars would make, and they they made it. So I mean, some of the money that was getting thrown around today, it was just never what the Browns were going to do. They got their defensive tackle, a former first round pick. He's only twenty six years old. Five million dollar or five million dollar deal for one year. That's that's the kind of ballpark that Andrew Barry was always looking to play in for this offseason. What do you, Nick? What do you think Allen Robinson's going to get? I think he's probably going to get now that they're. I'll, I'll say this: I think the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of ruined that for us and for everybody not else. For Allen Robinson, <laughs> yeah, not for Allen. Allen Robinson and Christian Kirk are going to be best friends, and wherever they yeah. just decide to vacation they should be because they they are going to have made each other a good deal of money i don't know where he ends up i i think unfortunately for Allen robinson because he's only ever had bad quarterback play in his career that he probably goes to the lions and makes just an absolute ton of copious ton of money the jets are another team that were kind of spending like crazy today i of course i would love to see him on the browns they were saying that Jarvis still being here with some of Allen Robinson's reluctancy with some of the reports that were out there. I just don't see that. uh, I don't see the Browns making that splash, especially being tied to Amari Cooper for $20 million over the, for the next three years. And obviously only this year of that is guaranteed. They could easily restructure or just move on from Amari Cooper next year. But I think another thing in the glaring thing with the Browns, I don't know how in the weeds we want to get into it is just the quarterback situation like who is the browns quarterback do we really know right now Twenty five thousand people voted on it on my uh on what, my was feed the, Chris, what was the what was the poll that you put out i put out if you could choose one who would you want as the browns qb1 for next year and i had baker mayfield and i had watson mm-hmm. and it came out at like 51 percent watson 40 or yeah 49 percent baker mayfield so it was 50 50 which is fun. I love when those polls turn out that way because everybody just fights and everybody did fight. The duality of man. 
Yeah, exactly. That, that exactly. has been the internet over the last week. Yeah. It's a 50-50 split. It's it's a cut, and I take the vig, which is everybody just fighting each other. And you know what? The the Browns are interested. Like the Browns can't even can't even after all this say, "Well, we're not interested." The Browns are interested. So, is it true what 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 we're seeing that we offered at one point? Do you think? I so, mean, I I, I don't know about that. I don't know about yeah. you know the Newsom. That didn't make sense to me. No, no there's Newsome. absolutely no way. Yeah, I don't yeah, think no. that I. They probably didn't even get as far as making a formal offer. But I'm sure Andrew Barry picked up the phone and and you know questioned the availability, questioned the other teams involved, and and what compensation would be begin to even look like, and you know potentially the Browns could meet with Deshaun Watson tomorrow. That's not something that's that's off the table. They're saying that he's meeting with more teams tomorrow. He met with the New Orleans Saints and Carolina Panthers today and allegedly he's got a meeting or two lined up for tomorrow so we'll i'm sure we'll find out if the browns are one of those teams that are interested in deshaun watson and chris i'm i'm with you man like whoever's going to win us games that's who i'll root for whoever's the quarterback week one like i don't care who it is i just want them to be good i stand by my reporting too that baker is inevitable Baker is coming. He's going to be your quarterback. We can complain about this. We can, you know, debate it all off season. Baker's coming back. I don't know, big, man. Big three pointer from Garland. Yes. 106, 103, one minute left in the fourth for your Cavaliers. Chris, Chris, what's, what's worse? Is it, is it what we're going through now with half the fan base hating Baker and half absolutely loving him or the quarterback controversy days of like Tim Couch and <laughs> Kelly Holt. We didn't have Twitter back then. I mean, the I know, Baker Wars. What do you think would be worse right now on Twitter? Oh, the Baker Wars. Because Tim Couch was a yeah. kind of a quiet guy. I kind of do it on the field. Baker is a little bit more, you know, there's a little bit more juice to Baker. And that turns a lot of people off. Yeah, that turns either turns people on or off. And yep. he's very divisive in that way. Yeah. it. There's, there. I, I'll say it. There's a lot of smoke, man. There is a lot. There is a of lot smoke. of smoke, but it's dying down. Nick, you dying love down. those rumors. fires are going out. I don't. It's not rumors, man. Like these these reporters are putting this stuff out there that the Browns are interested in Deshaun Watson, and if Twitter the Browns are not rumors, they're not reporters. Dude, Mary Kay published it. Aaron Wilson from Pro Football Network published it. Josine Anderson mentioned it on her live stream today. There's there's people floating it around out there that the Browns are in on Watson and and as easy as it is to just text Ian Rappaport if I'm Andrew Barry, hey, we're not interested in this guy, and that's the end of it. I don't know, hasn't happened yet. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, the wars will continue on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will be out there. Well, let's pivot for a few minutes here because it is time for our interview of the week. Double feature time. Bobby Carpenter and the Granville Gunslinger joining us. Let's bring them on in. All right. On the line, former Buckeye. There we go. Co-host of the morning. (laughs) Seven-year NFL vet Bobby Carpenter and Scott McMullen, the Granville Gunslinger, the two most famous people from Granville on the internet right now in Chris McNeil and Scott. What is up, gentlemen? How are you? We're good. I'm good. Doing great, man. Just happy to be on with my boy, Scotty Mack. Long time no see, Bobby. Absolutely, sir. 
But Bobby's got a, a little bit better uh, NFL accolades. I got a one-month uh, free agent deal with the Eagles. That's uh, that's about as far as I got. Hey, that's not bad. You're you're beating <laughs> literally all of us. So <laughs> that's right. Hey, let's start with some reminiscing. You guys won the Natty in, in 2002, 14 and 0, capping it off. Unbelievable win over Miami. What was what was the celebration like for you guys or the after party? What how was that whole experience? Uh, it, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, it, it was it was mad chaos. Uh, you know, I, I I remember being in the locker room. Uh, Lawrence Funderburg, Jimmy Jackson were in there. Um, I even got an autograph hat with Jimmy Jackson. You know, he was a guy I grew up watching playing basketball, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just to just to celebrate with all those guys and your teammates was an unbelievable chaotic experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was uh, just a little pee on there. I mean, Scotty was, you know, big time, you know, upperclassman. I mean, I'm just trying to hang out. We're trying to find, you know, t- a bottle of Sky Vodka, like hidden under the couch in our in our hotel room. You know, he he's out partying with the big dudes. Uh, but it was it was unbelievable, you know, being out there. We had a great team, a lot of unbelievable, unique personalities, which I think really is what kind of made that crew. It was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, very unique. You know, Scotty was unbelievable. We had a great leadership group, man, Scotty. You know, C. Grant, who I still talk to a lot, Wilhelm. There was a lot of good dudes. Doss, Kenny Peterson, who just, you know, they're, every one of them was unique. And so I think that that kind of played into, you know, the celebration as well. Now, for us lay people who never played college football, you being on the defense, Bobby, Scott, you being on the offense, how much would you guys interact during a normal week or even a game week? All the time. Uh, you know, we went up the, against those guys, uh, you know, every day uh, competing. Um, you know, we're, we're sharing the locker room. Um, you know, their, their lockers are right across from mine. I mean, we're, we're with them all the time interacting. It, it's amazing. So we would go against this guy. Tress would have us run the option drill. And I know Scotty probably remembers this thing because he, yeah, was, was he was the best quarterback <laughs> at the option drill, he could flip this fake pitch out there, gentlemen. It'd be one-on-two, like a linebacker defensive end, quarterbacks running down the line. And Scotty, he was the first dude. He'd sit there, give the full head fake, head and shoulders. Dudes would jump outside. And the rule was the scoring. Defense, if uh, the quarterback scored, he got two points. Running back got a point. Quarter, if you stopped the quarterback, you got two. You stopped the running back, you got one. So it's always stop the quarterback in – you do sometimes give up the point on the edge. And this guy, we'd go there for individual. And without a doubt, he'd probably go three times and probably fake guys out. Everyone knew that he wasn't going to give it up. And it was like the freaking Magic Johnson no-look pass. He couldn't do it. You couldn't stop it. It was unbelievable. It's it's a it's a lot of practice of, of NCAA football on the PlayStation. <laughs> me, and my, me and my roommates used to play that religiously. That's where all the moves came from. Because I'm not an option guy. I'm not. <laughs> so. scott are you excited for that game to come back uh yeah definitely definitely uh you, you know bobby was in that game uh i was in that game my guy was terrible um <laughs> you know so i always i always played with crinzel and people were like why don't you play with yourself i'm like i want to win my guy's terrible i mean <laughs> you know common sense <laughs> you know i'm not playing to lose how frustrating was that? Did you really want to play as yourself or was it just kind of like, uh, ah, no. I, I guess that happens. I'll just play as Krenzel. No big deal. I, I always played with Krenzel or, uh, you know, Mike Vick. Um, ne- never played myself. Maybe, maybe one throw every couple games, but but never myself. <laughs> I'm trying to win. It's bragging rights. <laughs> you never had one of those where like Krenzel would get hurt and you'd come in? 
Uh, no, that that's that's in the game. You turn injuries off. Injury fatigue's oh, off. There you go. <laughs> I, I know how to play it. <laughs> so so last time Bobby was on, or actually it was a couple of times ago, um, Scott, Bobby told us a fantastic story about a time when Krenzel did get hurt. You came into the ball game against Penn State. I don't know if you remember the game or not. A little bit. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> you guys, you guys were driving. Uh, you were all psyched up, but you were more psyched about something after the game, more so than necessarily winning the game. Bobby, you want to fill in some of the uh, the the the, um, the details on this one for me, and uh, kind of serve it up to Scott. Yeah. So, and Scotty might have remembered this because he was, you know, he's played a lot at this point. I'm just a young little sophomore. We were going down to OU. I'm from Lancaster. You know, he's from Grandview, Granville, going down to party at, at Athens. We we're supposed to get back that night. It was an early game. Thought, okay, we'll be back by, you know, 9 30, 10 o'clock, hop in the car and drive down. Krenzel gets hurt. Scotty goes in. And the whole time during the game beforehand, talking about going to Athens, he goes in there and I'm like, oh man, like, I hope he's ready to go. And he's driving, kicking butt. And, I remember he comes over to the sideline and uh, at a timeout and I'm looking at AJ and Mangold's in there snap. We're all going down together. And he, uh, Scotty goes, he's, it's like a third and something, whatever. He's like, listen, we're not going to, cause we go to overtime. It's, it's over. We got another hour and a half. We're not making it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm either throwing a touchdown or an interception on this next play. He's like, we're getting the hell out of here. And you and did. So, and you did. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a touchdown it's, there. You, you threw, threw a ball the way Bobby described it last time that, that a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't be able to throw, and you made that thing happen. Yeah, uh, you know, and Michael Jenkins, I mean, you know, heck of a receiver. Um, you know, he, he made a really nice play on the ball, but, uh, you know, like, like Bobby said, you're either all or nothing, all <laughs> or nothing. So. Did you end up having a good evening down there at OU? Uh, so, so I ended up not making it. Um, the oh. little added note to the, the story. We get back to Columbus, the girl I'm dating at the time. Uh, she's late picking me up from the Woody Hayes facility <laughs> there, 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 you know, there could have been a last ditch ever. I, I was pumped from the game, you know, a big win. Um, you know, me and my roommates all the time, you know, 10 o'clock at night. Hey, let's pack up. Let's go to OU for the night. That, so it wasn't, uh, t- the time was never really a factor, but you know, um, you know, getting late picked up at the facility, we just uh celebrated in Columbus. So, o- always a good night after a Buckeye win, though. <laughs> no doubt. I also heard another story. Tell me if this one's wrong, uh, Scotty, where you came into the game late, it was like a blowout game. Tress put you in, and Tress was calling a bunch, as Tress does, a bunch of running plays just to kind of run out the clock. And you audibled out of one of those runs and then threw a deep pass and I think scored and then came over to the sideline and you were totally perplexed as to why Trestle was upset. Did that, did that actually happen? That's a story I've heard a couple of times. Uh, okay. So, so that's Fresno state. Uh, <laughs> Rick, Ricky, Ricky Bryant catches the touchdown pass. John Cooper. Um, you know, I, I think there was like, I don't know, nine or two seconds left and, you know, he, he tries to throw me in the game, and I, I say, what do you want me to do, throw a bomb? He goes, well, hell, go out and do it. <laughs> so, under Cooper. So, so we threw a bomb, uh, and actually, I I think we kind of ran the play wrong. Uh, you know, me and Ricky were really young at the time. Um, I think really one of the only reasons we scored is because Fresno State was probably expecting us to just 
take a knee. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was actually my first ever play in college. <laughs> That's incredible. So, but but I I just said it as a joke, uh, and you know, uh, I think Coop was a little fired up because they kept onside kicking it rather than you know getting the game over with. And uh, he said, "Well, hell, throw it." I said, "Okay." <laughs> the rest is history. Rest is history. Yep. Now, which one of you two guys did Trestle give the harder time to? Oh, that's not even a question. Like the quarterbacks, he would ride those guys like nobody's business. I mean, it, you, defense is one thing. He'd ride Nuge and you know, our kickers a little bit. But Tress was a quarterback. Like he was all over those guys all the time. And it's not Scott could tell you a bazillion stories, I'm sure, from their meetings. Yeah, he was uh he was definitely uh very very involved with the QBs. Um yeah, I know when it, when when I first or when he first came in, he had us do some some projects, some statistical data thing on the Super Bowl or something like that. Um, you know, we had to report back to him. We we would have uh Thursday meetings at like eight in the morning. I mean, all, all kinds of stuff. He, he was real involved with us. Um, so yeah, he, he gave us a hard time, but he was fun. It was, you know, was good time with coach. Is there, is there a side of Trestle that maybe we don't see as fans that he reveals to you guys, you know, in those meetings, you know, in those kind of softer moments or so when you guys can kind of cut it up with him a little bit? Uh, you know, I, I think th- I think the most upset I ever saw him was we were uh, I, I think we had flown out to Indiana and uh, pe- people wouldn't take their headsets off, you know, their headphones on the airplane. And I think that's the most upset I, I ever remember him getting. I mean, I really do. I mean, he was such a, you know, a calm, relaxed uh, guy. But but like I said, that that's really the only time I remember him getting really upset it was about headphones on an airplane. You never got fired up at you on defense over there, Bobby? You know, not a whole lot. I mean, he, he would only get on the defense when we gave up points or whatever it was. Like he, he would focus you on the offense. You guys didn't do that, so it didn't matter, right? Yeah. Well, I used to, well, <laughs> we would have private things because I would push on trust more than I probably should have. I was very immature at the time. And I joked with him when I saw him, like probably in 20, oh, 2008, 2009 came back in and like you see that picture of the O2 national championship was right outside his office. And it's amazing when you see a guy age in real time, like, Hey, there's you in O2, here's you in O9. And I made a joke with him and he goes, that's all that gray hair from you and Troy. Like that's what you guys have done to me. And so like Scott probably kind of warmed him up a little bit and as freewheeling as Scott may have been. I mean, Troy was like that time. 10. I can't even imagine what it was like to coach him for four years. And what was it like uh, on those teams? I know I've heard Krenzel several times on, on 97.1 here uh, locally, and I, I kind of get a sense of what he's like. But what was he like in the quarterback room there for you, Bobby? Or excuse me, uh, Scotty? Uh, you know, he, he was he was very intelligent. Um, you know, he always knew what was going on. He always knew the situation. Um, we had a fun group though. Uh, you know, especially when Belisari was in there, you know, those yeah. guys were roommates. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Steve, Steve's a, a great guy, funny guy. Um, you know, he likes to have fun and we, we really did have a, uh, a good group, uh, really got along, um, special teams and practice, you know, we quarterbacks, we really didn't do anything. 
Um, we we kind of stood there for about 45 minutes watching punt team, field goal. Um, so so me and Craig used we used to do this thing called a schoolboy. So I, I would get down on all fours behind somebody, and Craig would come up and he'd push them, <laughs> push them right in the. <laughs> push them right in the chest and they'd fall, they'd fall over me, you know, I'm on all fours. So, um, but, the, but that's, the, that's the kind of fun stuff that, you know, we had. So, you know, you spend, you know, you spend more than half the day with each other. So, um, you know, and special teams was boring for us, man. I know, I know Tress like say it's one of the you know, most right. important plays, but you know, we had to make things fun. So that, that was one of the ways we did. <laughs> Do you guys have any other stories from that from the national championship season? Anything that sticks out in your mind? Um, you know, I know you guys get asked about it a whole lot, but you know, it was such a magical season for us just watching it. And I can only imagine kind of going through the ups and downs. And there were so many close games. Is there anything that through all that kind of sticks out to you? You know, I guess for me, it's my first year, so you didn't know any better. Like, you know, Scott yeah. had been there four years. This is fourth season already. I mean, a lot of those guys that played when you were a freshman, like you just think that's what it's like. And we always would have our breakfast in the morning and then the coaches would get up and leave and the captains would speak. And our two like permanent captains that year were Doss and uh, Donnie Nicky. And Scott, I don't know if you remember this, like we're at the Scottsdale princess. It's the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at in my life. You know, it's, it's a resort and you know, it's a big, huge deal. They're serving us on these platters and everything. And the coaches all leave. They were getting ready to clean everything up. You know, the games at like six 30 or it's 5.30 Pacific time or whatever, a mountain time out there that we're on. So it's you know, kind of the middle of the day. And Tress, you know, gives us his his normal spiel like, uh, what was it? Um, mistake-free opportunistic offense, relentless mm-hmm. defense, and superior special units. Like, that's what's going to win this game. And so Doss gets up and talks a little bit. And then Donnie's sitting there. And Donnie, like, you know, we're all Central Ohio guys. You know, Scotty's from Granville. I'm Lancaster. Donnie's from Jonathan Alder and he gets up there and like, it's like, no one thinks we can win. I forget even what he said, but all I remember is there's this huge tray where they'd been collecting the dishes. (laughs) Donnie kicks that damn thing and they go everywhere. The ladies like shudder, there's stuff shattering. He's like, let's go win this damn game now. Like, all right. And everyone just gets up and walks out. It's a nice resort. Oh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, and I think, and some of them might have to verify this, but I think that's where, like, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson stayed. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost positive. That's just a little fun fact. Um, but really nice place. Two two really nice pools. Uh, it had, like, a huge banquet hall that was just full of, uh, you know, video games, uh, Tostita chips and dip everywhere. <laughs> so... So now taking us up to, to where the, the program's at under Ryan Day, what, what do you guys' perspective is on, on where he's taking the team? Where do you think, you know, after last year, unfortunately, losing to that team up north, where we're starting back this year? Uh, what are the prospects for Ohio State here going forward? I, th- I think they're great. Uh, I think he's really got that program in the right direction. Um, kind, of a, kind of a reload uh, mentality every year. Uh, you know, every every year they get in a new QB, and he's always exceeding expectations. So definitely in the right direction, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's got it head in the right way. And, like, you know, we have a unique perspective on it, everyone here, because we're all, you know, upper 30s, lower, mid to 40s, whatever it is. So we grew up through the 90s where 
like beating Michigan was a monumental achievement over like a 13 year period. And then it's like the last 20 years, people are like, ah, it's like opening your Christmas presents. You just walk downstairs and there's just going to be presents. They're going to open these things up and like great stuff's inside. Yeah. And so I, I, I think Ryan's done a great job. I think honestly, you know, a reset psychologically for just the players, it, it's hard to keep your edge when you think you're just going to be winning all the time. And this was a good, good Michigan team. So I think Ryan's done a terrific job. You know, he's overhauled some of the defensive staff. They've got some really good young players there. They looked good the first couple of days of spring ball. Like I'm pretty excited about where they're going to be. And they were really young last year, especially on defense. Those guys are all, you know, almost all coming back. They're more experienced now, you know, scheme aside, like when you're just a more experienced player, you've been around it. Like things just happen slower and you see them faster. I mean, you got you got to remember my freshman year. We were six and six, no bowl game. Wow, uh, you know. Then I had a seven and five year, but uh, you know that no bowl game. I I didn't know any better. You know that was my first year, um, and at the time I'm like, man, this is great. You know, we got a, a month and a half off. <laughs> um, you know, but but it's it's really it's really unheard of. You know, your your first season in college. Um, but can you imagine going through a six and six year? I mean, it's, it's crazy. So. People around here would have pickaxes I mean, going to Columbus yeah. and storming campus. Like that, that's what people don't realize. I mean, 20 years ago, you had that, you know, then you have the Charles, the Charles Bentley, Tyson Walter, just slugging him in the face. I mean, Scott, yeah. Scott was there. For, you know, players fighting with each other. Kenyon Rambo and Reggie Jeremy, like not being eligible for the bowl. I mean, just tons of craziness that, we look at this now and you're like, gosh, like that just seems like such a foreign concept. Like that's Scott's early career there. I'm like getting recruited. Yeah. And you're like, my goodness, like this is it's a little crazy, man. I, I think Reggie had a point zero zero, And at the time I'm thinking, how, how do you do that? So, <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, yeah. Scott, Scotty had the best, best class strategy ever. And I ran into you, I think it was like spring of my freshman year. And I'm like, man, what's your schedule? Looking at this, I'm looking at mine, you know, whatever. And Scott had like six classes signed up for. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, I mean, I've got like three or four, like barely enough hours. He goes, listen, dude, I sign up for a lot. I go to them all the first week. Mm-hmm. I find the easiest ones with the best professors. And then I drop the other ones. I'm like, <laughs> the yeah. genius thing I've ever heard. It's strategy. They, they put me in Spanish uh, my first day. <laughs> I walked out and I called my advisor and said, I'm never going back. <laughs> he, he said, well, give it, give it one more day. I said, no, I'm telling you, I'm not going back. So I, I had my three years in high school and, and that was enough for me. Now, now, how does it work? Do you get separate advisors on the football team or is it just a normal advisor like the rest of the student body? It's, it's a, it's a separate, as far as I remember, it's a separate group. Um, I think the ones that we had, uh, Mako and Meeker were mostly, mostly athletes and football players. I mean, John uh, Mako is still there, Scott. Like he, I saw that on Facebook. That's, that's hard to believe. I mean, he's been there for like 30 some years, 40 years, probably. It's insane. Like I, he looks the exact same too, Scott. Like it's unbelievable. If you saw him, you could think he was like frozen and you just transported him 20 years later. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, he was putting us in a study table in 1999. So it's like ageless now study table that's always a concept is did that work did you guys were yeah it's actually good at, at study tables and would you actually get your work done or was that just like goof off time well i mean when i when i first started it was like seven in the morning yeah 
So it's like, you know, you, you spend the first 30 minutes trying to wake up and eat, eat your McDonald's. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like, that's what there is before class. I'm like, you want me to sit here and read like in, at 730 in the morning, a silent room. Plus you have a room full of football players. I'm like, it's it's yeah. just designed to fail. And so now, like, what they have now is remarkable, Scott. You don't, you don't have, like, study table. They like, assign you a tutor. Like, you have, like, all these private times. They work into your schedule. I mean, it's way easier. Ours was, like, old school where everybody just went together, like, study hall. Yeah, that, that'd be good. <laughs> now, another thing, of course, Ohio State is known for is all our traditions and everything else that you do. Is there anything in particular that you guys really liked in the traditions and maybe something that you just kind of went through the motions and it was kind of annoying for you. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if anything was annoying. I mean, I, you know, I enjoyed the band. Uh, I, yeah. I always enjoyed uh, Earl Bruce coming to talk to us for the Michigan game week for the Michigan game. Um, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the skull session, but you know, before we entered the stadium, um, you know, at the time you're 20 years old, um, so, so I think it's a, it's important at the time, but I think you, you appreciate it more as you get older. Yeah, that's, that's exactly like my freshman year, Earl Bruce would come in and I'm sitting here and this dude, like, he's going to come in for 15 minutes. It's on a Thursday. We really don't have post-practice meetings. And then my man went for like an hour. I mean, he's just spitting all over everybody oh, yeah. fired up. And like my first year, I'm like, gosh, man, I just, just want to get out here and get something to eat and it's Thursday night and get going. And then, like Scott said, by your senior year, like you embrace it all and you you get it on a level that you never did, like the skull session, the walks, you know, script Ohio with the band during Michigan Week, and like a lot of things center around you know Michigan Week, and you realize, man, it's so special. After your first year, you kind of get it, and then it all it's all super cool. But like at first year, I'm like, man, bringing freaking Bruce in, he's just talking, like keep looking down, like how long is this going to take? And then by my senior year. I remember I asked Tress, I go, can we have Bruce come in and talk to us during camp too? And he was like, really? I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like it is, it is worth its weight in gold. You, he's like Matt Foley coming out of the basement, dude. He is so fired up. Oh yeah. There you go. And then your senior year too, Scott, you're sitting in the front row. So you're getting like the spit spray all over your face. I'm getting it. I wore a long sleeve shirt to wipe my face. I mean, you know, he, he's up there and he's saying, you know, you're not a great player. If you don't play great against Michigan, Mike Doss, that's a great player. Chris Spielman, that's a great player. I mean, it was, but you felt it. It was, it was classic. Oh, one of his classic lines. I mean, I would go back and watch even when I, like, until he passed away. And I told Urban this because Urban coached for him. I'm like, dude, you're going to bring in Bruce? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Bruce comes in. Like, we used to start calling him the Bruce. Like, you bring in the Bruce the Thursday before the Michigan game. Yeah, and he'd get in there and he's like, "This game, like, start talking great. You play great against Michigan. He goes, you lose to Michigan three times, and they fire your ass, and they should, and they fired my ass, and I should have been fired." And I'm like, "I was a damn good football coach." And it's like, it's amazing, like him just working all this out in his mind, how like pissed off he was about everything, losing. Like it, it literally was like he just lost that last game again, and. Starts talking about like the headbands. I come out in '87 and I say our guys don't wear headbands. And then I look up and I said, "What's that?" It says Earl on them. So I said, "Maybe today." Like it was, he <laughs> just like starts rolling through all this stuff and like literally, it's Matt Foley. Yes, like Scott's not. You wear long sleeves. 
I even talked to like John Simon about it, and he's like, "You get right in front of the podium, it's bad, man." And it's <laughs> it's awesome. He like looks right at you the whole time, <laughs> and it's just crazy. The things we could do in a pre-COVID world, he would <laughs> he couldn't do that these days, right? Oh, he would have drowned in his spit on his mat. <laughs> I mean, he would have like you'd have to take it off. He would have started suffocating. I mean, it's a, it's intense, but at the same time, it it kind of draws like a chuckle. You know, hard <laughs> sit next to me, and you know we're yeah. we're like giggling. You know, like but but at the same time, but you don't want to get caught, right? I'd imagine if he catches yeah, you giggling, yeah, you that's to, not going to be a good day. And, you know, you don't you don't want to you know him to rip your ass in front of hundred guys. So, <laughs> right. but. Now, what's it like at the Skull Sessions? I, I mean, it always strikes me. It's amazing for the fans going into St. John's and seeing the band and getting all riled up. And then the coach comes in and gives a speech. But it's also right before a ball game. You guys got to go across. You guys got to actually play. And I know if I was in that position, I'd be really kind of nervous getting set up for a game. What were you guys' thoughts and what runs through your head as you're sitting through a Skull session? Uh, Bobby's might be a little bit different, you know, I- I mean, I, I kind of went in the game, you know, knowing I was one play away. Um, so, so I kind of had a little, a little buffer, um, but, but, you know, Tress's, Tress's uh, first skull session was really the one that, that got you fired up. Um, you know, that was, that was really the, the intense one. Um, but, but I mean, I, I enjoyed every moment of it, you know, walking through crowds going, you know, crowds going wild. Um, someone talks and, and then off we go. So, um, but I'm sure Bobby was probably a little more focused because he he knew he was going to play, um, you know, unless Craig hurt himself walking to the stadium. You know, like I said, <laughs> I, I, I knew I wasn't going to get in until something happened during the game. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, you know, I always enjoyed it. Like you look around and it's it's a way to get you amped up and get you fired up for the game. Like it's it's tremendous. But a big piece of it, like early in the year, man, you play those early games. And I think they wear sweats now. Maybe they wear suits again. I, I'm not sure. But like you'd want, Tress would make us wear a suit and tie. And like all I was thinking was like, I hope my back and ass aren't just sweating out so bad that it's people hot. are going to be able to see. Like that's a long walk when it's you're playing a three <laughs> o'clock or game, and it's like 11:30 when you're walking over, and it's 80 percent humidity and like 85 degrees. So like I would enjoy it. But I'm like, man, like I hope no one sees me as I'm walking through here, just like dripping sweat down my legs. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Did we? Did we, I think we might have lost the gun? Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. I'm back. He's back. <laughs> He's back. I thought I lost Bobby. Lost you guys. Yeah, Scott. I'm. I'm curious your thoughts. This is a Cleveland centric show. Um, it's it's an absolute shit show up here on Twitter with Browns quarterback situation what what are your thoughts on baker heading into the season uh i love baker i'm a bengals fan so uh i hope <laughs> oh, no. I, I hope he stays around um no i don't know you know he, who, who worries you more baker mayfield or mitch trubisky in, in pittsburgh <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a good one man he's uh Tr- trubisky he he's a wild one out there um <laughs> But but you know I I've been a I've been a fan of Baker though I, I like I like the energy he brings um, you know he gets everybody fired up um, he just he's sometimes he just doesn't make make the throws when he needs to um, you know they they got a really talented team um, you know I I just feel like they should they should make a deeper run than what they what they are. 
Is yeah, it a mechanics I mean, thing or is it like a head thing for him? Do you think? I, I mean, I, I think it's more a head thing, and and he's he's I mean, he's not very tall either. You know, people yeah. people don't understand those those guys are huge up there. I mean, it's it's tough to see. Um, you know, and and guys like Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, you know, not tall guys, but but you know, they know how to move around the pocket, finds the lanes. He he's just missing, I think, a lot of a lot of throws that he should be making. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting because 2020 was good, 2021 bad. You know, I mean, trying to figure out which guy he really is. I'll tell you this. I mean, you guys were talking earlier. I mean, we can. Deshaun Watson is not going to waive his no trade to come to Cleveland. Like that's yeah. that's not going to happen. So we we can talk about the Browns being interested, but there's a lot of girls that I was interested in college that weren't interested in me. So like you gotta you gotta come to the realization at some point. Like take a look in the mirror and like, hey, it's this is what it is. I got to make do. And I, the problem As is a linebacker at Ohio State, a long-haired linebacker at yeah. Ohio State. Had, man, oh man, a guy like me obviously had no chance at all. <laughs> Bobby Carpenter keeping it real. I love it. <laughs> hey man, listen, you, you don't over overplay your hand. I mean, you can't. You gotta, he, you gotta be real with yourself now. He's downplaying it. The guy. I mean, the guy looked like Thor out there. You know, he looked like Brad Pitt in a Troy. You know, with the long hair, yeah. the long blonde hair. He, he's got it, dude. Yeah, get out of here. Who is I, better? I, who who is better in that department, Scotty or Bobby? Wow. Oh, no one picked up. Listen, Scott McMullen. Yeah. Scott <laughs> McMullen had sweet game. He had game like nobody I'd ever seen. We used to sit back, AJ and Mangold Schlegs and I. We just watched Scott McMullen work like work magic over there. It was absolutely unbelievable. He did uh, the yeah, same thing I, in I high appreciate school. Appreciate that, too, by the way, Bobby. Yeah, he, you started that here in Granville. I think you just continued that legacy there at Ohio State. Tradition continues. Legends never die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> that was fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for joining. We kept you way too long, but this was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Scott, guys. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you guys so I much. Appreciate I really it, appreciate it. This was a blast. Thanks. Thank See you. It. Thank you. All right. Bobby Carpenter, the Granville gunslinger. That was fantastic. You All knew it was going to be. That was oh, just yeah. great. Both of those guys, man. You get kind of a peek behind the scenes with them and where they're being real, and that that's just a lot of fun. I love that. Heck yes. All right. So in typical fashion, we've kept our Cavs trivia, who wants to be a billionaire contestant, on the line for an extra 15 minutes. Sorry about that. But it is time for who wants to be a billionaire. You guys know how it works. Question one, six pack. Question two, 12 pack. Question three, case of beer. One final question for a case of Labatt Blue Light and a GV Art shirt. This week, we welcome in Kevin on Twitter at SeeThroughGlass21. Kevin, what is going on, brother? How you doing? Uh-oh. I think I think you're on mute. Like every Zoom meeting. Unmute them. Here we go. 
Kevin, can you hear us? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If there's two things I know, is craft beer and sports. So unless you throw me any knuckleballs, I'm ready. Heck yeah! Ooh, I like with the confidence. 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 All, right. All right, let's let's kick it off. I'm gonna get the music going. All right. Question number one, and Kevin, if you get stuck, you are you have a lifeline. You can phone a friend, call them on speakerphone, or we'll call them for you. They have five seconds to answer after we read the question. Are you ready? Got it. Yep. All right. Question number one for cash for a six-pack of Labatt. The Cavs played L.A. tonight. Which former Cavs coach is now the head coach of the Clippers? David Tyrone Lou. Tyrone Lou. Sorry. You nailed it. I got it. a little excited about that one. You, but you knew it, and you just went right for I'll it. Take- I like that. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to have some drama here. I'm trying to create some drama. All right, ding, ding, ding. One question in the books. Would you like to move on to question two for a 12-pack? Of Saucy? No. Yes, I'm ready. All right. Create drama all over across the, the street next time. Just just like the Cavs themselves tonight. Cavs right, pulled out no a win. Hints, no hints for Kevin. <laughs> all right, here we, we go. Question, question right, I'm ready to Question number two for cash for a 12-pack of Labatt. Speaking of L.A., in 2011, the Cavs traded Mo Williams and Jamario Moon to the Clippers. The Cavs received L.A.'s point guard and their first-round pick, which Cleveland used to draft Kyrie Irving. Who was the guard that Cleveland received in that trade? Number 85, Baron Davis. Let's go. Ding, ding. Very nice. I love that. I loved that acquisition, obviously, because it was Kyrie. But Baron Davis, man, he's a baller. He was fun. All right, you're rolling, man. Would you like to go for a case of LeBet? Let's do it. All righty, let's do it for case of Labatt. Question number three, the Cavs play the Denver Nuggets on Friday. Last season, Cleveland received Isaiah Hartenstein and two second-round picks in a trade with Denver. Which former Cavalier big man did Cleveland give away in that deal? Mm. And the music stops. Say that one more. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, I could repeat the question. Can you say it one more time? (laughs) The Cavs play the Denver Nuggets on Friday. Last season, received Isaiah Hartenstein and two second round picks in a trade with the Denver Nuggets. Which former Cavs big man did Cleveland give up in that deal? Let's go, Javale McGee. That is correct. He's on a roll. One more question. I told you for the G. Second time. Yeah, I, need to hear one more. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think we're. I was about to say Larry Nance, but that came in the off season. I was to Portland. There you go. Nice. All right. Would you like to go for a case in a GVR shirt? Daddy, yes. Sure, let's go. Yeah, I think we're on a little I'm bit ready. of a play. That's all right. Here we go. Yes, all right. yes. 
LeBron has made the most field goals in Cavs history. Who has the second most career made field goals in franchise history? Think this one through. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is a tough one. You, this is a so lot to think through. Field goals and not points, right? Yep, made the most career made field goals. Uh oh, it's a tough one. Oh man, uh, I can't tell if it's drama or not. It is. <laughs> it's real drama. Yeah, this is real. This is real drama, guys. This is real this drama. Is real. You do have a lifeline. I mean, I think I know, but I'm not. I got a 50-50 on this one. All right, 50-50's oh, not man. bad. Uh, Z? Final answer? Doesn't sound, doesn't sound right. Uh, oh, man. the music it's the bright lights of the big play reflog show it's a tough one it is a tough one can you give me uh era 90s thousands anything any hint no hints oh man can i call a friend you can call a friend do you want us to call him or you want to call him You can call for me. All right, Chris, do you remember how to do that? Yes, I do know how to do that, but I need a number. So All right, drop the me. drop the number in the private chat. Yeah, Kevin, put, put the number in the chat there, that private chat. We are going okay. final question, lifeline, the most dramatic, who wants to be a billionaire in weeks. Ever. The, this is the reflog lifeline, too. Oh, who, yes, Kevin, who who are we calling? Will they know who Reflog is? And how, how well do they know the cat? Yeah, he will. He knows it pretty he knows it well. Um I gotta do it in the Twitter though. Send his info uh, on the Twitter. No, so you see it like on this this link that you're in right now. On the right hand side, there's like a little chat. Yeah. You can just pop, pop that number in there. Okay. And then Chris is gonna get him hooked up into the show here. Okay show here and then hopefully he uh he answers yeah so the Cavs won tonight 120 to 111 there we go Chris in overtime we needed that one guys yeah we did didn't we all right I am calling who am I calling that's Bob Thomas soap star Bob on Twitter soap star Star Bob Bob. here we go (laughs) I feel like we're doing Hello. Hello, is this Bob Thomas? This is. Who's calling me? From West Virginia. <laughs> so yeah, that's a West Virginia number. That's my number. This is Chris McNeil, Reflog underscore eighteen. I'm calling. We've got a friend of yours right now on the line. He is playing for a case of Labatt Blue. 
and a GVR okay. shirt. Okay. He needs your help. Okay, this is Kevin. Kevin, do you want okay, to Okay, Kevin Glass? Yep, yeah. that's correct. Kevin, yeah. you're going to read okay. the question. And uh, if you can help him out, help him out. You have five seconds. Okay. Bob, you ready? Yeah, what's up, man? I ju- I'm just walking out of the Cavs game now. Oh, heck yeah. Who, hey, you brought who's got history. the second most field goals in Cavs history? Who, who's got the what's second that? most Cavs field goals in Cavs history? Who's behind LeBron and made field goals in Cavs history? Who's number two? Um, I'm going to go with Z. I said maybe Z. I'm thinking Z. I'm thinking Z. He's number two in scoring, so I would that would make sense, right? Yeah. Is that not the answer? Okay, Z it is. Final answer, Z. I'll tell you in a second. The answer is... Austin Carr. Oh, oh, Mr. That would have been my next guess. Yeah, no, I thought Z played way longer. Uh, yeah, I would, I would have guessed AC was third. What was your guess? Close. It was Z as well. He had the same. I guess. wanted. I had Z. Oh, but you yeah, couldn't, I didn't you know. You couldn't tell that me what his either. guess was, huh? Well, he was phoning you. So, <laughs> what's that? He, he was phoning you to try and try and get that. Fortunately, oh, it didn't happen. yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah, I would have guessed Z. That's all we got. That's all we got. Oh, the most dramatic game. Oh, right, hey, tonight. Kevin, hey. I'm sorry, man. Hey, how did the Cavs look in person? No, it's okay. How did the Cavs look hey, in person? I, Isaac Okoro was awesome tonight. Anytime he gets the ball and he goes right to the hole, his first step is so fast. He was he was beautiful, and he was what at least nine to ten from the line. Unless he went again after that, I, the last time I looked, he was nine to ten. I did see that. Nice, yeah, six points in the paint. It's just coming up right now. Points in the paint, twenty four for Evan Mobley. Uh, no, Mobley had, oh yeah, Mobley had thirty overall. He set his uh, career yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, and in the paint he had twenty four. Yeah, so look at that. Getting a ton on the inside. Yeah, he even hit a, he hit a three too. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Beautiful. Much needed win. Well, thank you for participating. All right, man. Sorry. I wish I would have known the answer first. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks, Bob. Kevin, it was a valiant attempt. You did well. That was a tough one, guys. Damn. You guys guys hit me with a tough one. Yeah, man. You should have joined sometime over the last four weeks because they were layups. But <laughs> they stepped in. I saw in those. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Good. Good. Uh, good try. Go Cavs. And we will. Uh, we'll see you on Twitter. All right, bro. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks. All right, we made it. A little bit of a delay there. We powered through. Yeah, it was like I knew he when he was going to answer because I could hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, look, oh, according I to the screen, I'm Nick Fadone, too. Oh, look oh, at that. Look at me. Whoop. I'm Nick. Oh, there we go. Now Whoop. I'm back to being me. How about it? There we go. Uh-oh. Now you guys are gone. Now we're here. Everything's all right. All right. We've been running long, That, but that interview was fun. That was a. That was also a very fun Cavs trivia. Yeah, man. <laughs> two for two. That was a big play reflog <laughs> exclusive. It's not uh, too often we talked to somebody who just left the game. 
giving us yeah, analysis right? from the stadium. There he you sounded go. a little irritated at first until he found out what was going on. <laughs> Who's calling <laughs> me from West Virginia? He, he's like, I still have a West Virginia number. Stadium. I didn't yeah. know you had a West Virginia number. Well, you have my number, don't you, Dave? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know my wife's number. No, it just either. shows yeah. up. She's not mine. Yeah, it's the most sought-after number here in the, <laughs> in the West Grand Virginia Grand area, evidently. And when <laughs> yeah. Scott McCollin's not around, the Granville area as well. <laughs> That's right. All right, we we haven't even really talked Browns. We got to talk Browns for a little bit, and then we will get into best and worst tweets. But let's quickly get into some headlines. Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE. Cleveland. Go check them out. TSEcleveland.com. New winners each week. Giving away signed jerseys, signed helmets, signed 8x10 posters of your favorite Browns players. Go check them out. Look for those show tweets each week as we give away free stuff every week. Um, Let's get into these headlines. Jarvis Landry. Obviously gone. Andrew Barry's had a pretty busy last few days with Amari Cooper release of Jarvis. So take the take the emotion out of it for a second because everyone loved Jarvis. He was probably one of the most beloved players in Cleveland over the last few years. But Nick, Chris, do you like the trade off player to player? I'm surprised we're not starting off the show with the Guardians moves. Picked up a big catcher this week. I did see friend of show Nick Whitgren is gone. I was sad about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, our show, our our uh, guests just keep falling. <laughs> we're we're really dwindling. Good thing we got Bobby and uh, Granville Gunslinger. That's yeah. right. They're forever. Yeah, you know Amari Cooper, I think could fit in well in that he's kind of got that disposition. It seems to just kind of do his job and be one of those guys who's not going to be any kind of a distraction. Not that I think, you know, Jarvis wasn't a distraction. Certainly he was an addition, Um, but he's going to, he's not going to overshine somebody like Baker. And that may be, maybe something that would fit better with Baker and kind of where he's at in his development right now. So I'll be interested to see how well those two click, because I think that's part of the thinking behind what's going on here. And um, that it could be something that works really well, because I think Baker kind of needs to be the guy. And he was throwing to a couple of guys who were the guys, right? Jarvis Landry, yeah. beloved in this city, um, you know, outspoken at times, although he got quiet. Um, and of course, we know OBJ. So this is going to be a little bit of a different dynamic, uh, but also has talent and, and top end talent that I think if he's playing, you know, he could be something special for us. Here's yeah, I mean, some, don't, don't you think that Amari Cooper, wide receiver one, Jarvis, I always I always thought of Jarvis as like a very very good complimentary wide receiver too. Yep. Like you know in Miami he had a ton of receptions. Obviously he had some good years with us here, but I I feel like Cooper can be your your go-to guy. I still think he's a 2, isn't he? Really? I, I don't know. I think he can be a 1. I think he can be a 1, but I think he's really a 2 to be honest with you, but yeah, you know, there's, a reason, there's a reason. There's a reason. Depending upon what we do, he's going to be our one. <laughs> you know, it doesn't right. matter if we don't draft somebody high, and even if we do draft somebody high, who knows you know, with the depth yeah. chart and the way we're going to work things. Um, but I, I think he's going to be a number one on this team at least for a while. 
Nick, I saw, saw an interesting stat today. This is from Marcus Mosher, who covers the Raiders a little bit. So obviously Amari Cooper connect there. Amari he Cooper. Friend of the show. Yep, a friend of show. Amari Cooper yard per gain temperature at kickoff over 52 degrees, 66 yards per game under 52 degrees, 42 yards per game. So he hasn't played his best football in cold weather. Obviously the Browns are cold. How many times has he played in cold weather? He plays what green Bay, I guess go up to the giants, maybe Philly a little bit. I, I don't know. Okay. That's one of those interesting contrived stats in my mind. Almost. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm. I think I lean a little bit closer to Dave, where I think he is a good number two. Skip Bayless, of all people, put it out there today too that Baker's never had a true number one. He's always had a bunch of number twos, like Odell at that stage in his career was a number two. Jarvis was a number two. Amari Cooper's no, you know, spry chicken anymore. This is his third team. He's probably a number two. So I would love to see them stick with the plan. It's probably wide receiver at 13. You got the two Buckeyes sitting right there. You got to think that's option A and option, you know, B. And then potentially somebody like a Trey. Even with Olave? You even think Olave would go that high? Dude, I don't know. I I also think there's an argument to be made where the Browns could. It takes two to tango, obviously, but where the Browns could trade back, especially if it is Baker Mayfield, you could have a philosophy where you trade back, not for anything this year, but for picks next year. And then you could arsenal those picks together to go make a splash and get your guy next season. If it's if Baker balls out and wins MVP in a Super Bowl, perfect. You package those picks and get him support. But if he doesn't, then you could just trade up and get the Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever it is that they fall oh, in love Jesus with in 2023. Oh, boy. That's that's seriously where oh, we're at, guys. They they put this all out. They've made this bed themselves. They've started these rooms. This this stuff has not come from just thin air. Well, some of it has, to be fair. Some of it, yeah. Some of it. But the blue <laughs> the, the blue check stuff has not come from thin air. The Josina Andersons are not just making things up. The reflogs might be. The reflux. Did, did, did JB Bickerstaff yes. say something? Did JB Bickerstaff comment on the Deshaun Watson situation yet? <laughs> you might need that for tomorrow. <laughs> Nick, you so we, we talked about this earlier, Chris. Your your Twitter poll that was 51 49 and it was evidently 53 47. Now is oh, it ended 53 of Deshaun Watson. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Does it change your thinking, Dave? That's, oh, yeah, that's that's two percentages jeez yeah. and it was twenty six thousand votes i said 25 so i mean wow this is this is a different world here we're looking at yeah it, it doesn't get much more scientific than a twitter poll um and, and i was telling you guys now before the show i did share this with the browns with my contact at the browns just so yeah. they know because i they do monitor wow. believe it or not they do monitor <laughs> some social media and they do monitor mine so i figured they'd already seen it but i wanted them to kind of see that hey this fan base is pretty split over this and if you read hmm. down the comments there are strong strong feelings on both sides of this argument yeah and keeping Desha- or keeping baker mayfield and going to Deshaun Watson, because you've got a lot of different factors. You're talking the all 22, and we're talking the all 22 on the field, and then the 22 off the field when you're talking about Deshaun Watson. And then, of course, what we've seen out of Baker. So the Brown, that I sent it to the Browns, and uh, they did respond, so they did see it at least. And uh, I feel that I've done my, my service bit by doing that. So now that at least they've seen the people, the people have had their voice. Thank you for your service, Chris. That's right. Now they can read the room. As a, yeah, as a voter on that poll... Thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, 
Uh-oh, what? What happened? Breaking news? No, no, no. I just lost you guys. You guys froze up and I was gone. As soon as I uh, said my piece and then Nick cut in and that was it. I didn't hear anything after that. So, Well, you know what? We're still here. Let's switch gears real quick. Cavs lost their last eight out of 11. They won tonight. Uh, next, I think four or five games are at home. Nick, can they hold on to the sixth seed? That's that's really all we're trying to accomplish for the rest of this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gigantic win tonight. Obviously, the Clippers were undermanned. We were finally getting back to a little bit of strength with Karis LeVert. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, this was supposed to be the time where JB would get to toy with different lineups and things to find out his eight for the playoffs. We could throw that out the window now. Like, it, yeah. like at this point, it, we're in full stay alive mode. And they were able to do that tonight. I thought it was a crazy polarizing stat that this was their Cavs' first overtime game yet this season. So kudos to them young squad able to win in overtime in their first game of the year their first ot game of the year i think that's gigantic for them and hopefully they just keep it up stay alive you know stay in front of toronto you also i forget what it is it's like two or three games ahead of toronto but you also have the tiebreaker with them because cleveland just Mm -hmm. owns toronto that's a commonly known fact of gear so you have the tiebreaker (laughs) against them hopefully they're playing in the play in tournament and not us but either way it seems like Cavs are going to be playing some meaning meaningful basketball down the stretch and at this point no everybody knows Cavs aren't winning the championship this year so it's really just awesome Whoa. awesome reps for the Not Cavs. with that attitude they're not Yeah Nick. what the heck's that about Nick? I mean uh, we're we're talking about battling for the 6 seed right now. Jared Allen has a broken finger. Karis LeVert just came back from a foot thing. Lori Markin is sore half the time. Darius Garland's got a weird back. I, there's just a lot of things going against them. Hey, any updates on Jared Allen? Dude, uh, my only update is every time I think of him now, I see that video replay in my head where his finger just crunches uh, up against the yeah. rim and I hate it. I wince. Like, I feel so bad for him because we know, like, by all accounts, just being, you know, voices in the community, Jared Allen's a great dude. So t- to see that happen to anyone, you really hate to see it be somebody like him. But yeah, no update. What a freak injury. Oh, my God, I know. Blocking of shot of all things. Like, yeah, kind of fitting. That's that's all the guy does. Just plays hard defense. Well, big a big week for the Cavs, though. Yeah. Friday. Me versus Nuggets. Right, boys? Me versus Nuggets Friday. That's right. At home, I believe. At home against the Nuggets. At home. Should we um, get a folding table? Sit outside the arena and do me versus Nuggets. (laughs) Weather dependent. (laughs) Weather uh, pending. Chris and I were trying to make a little bit of, well, more me than any. I was trying to make a push on Twitter to get the Cavs to give us a sweep yeah. for me versus Nuggets. And uh, Chris, oh, I don't know man. if you got any DMs, but my, my I, phone was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty dusty quiet. there. Yeah. Yeah. It did not happen. I don't, no. I don't know. And we'll see how much they participate. You know, they've been kind of behind it in the past. So we'll see how much they get behind I it. Think, is it fizzling out a little bit? Well, yeah, yeah, it becomes commercial. Once the Cavs started to kind of glop yeah. onto it and all these other media I companies did, it. It, it's kind of like the dog pound, right? Well, it's also because be we did thing. it. And then we all of a sudden it. they started to institutionalize it, and then it loses a little bit of that magic. We also haven't streamed it in a while. We've had COVID, and and uh, Nick Weary's been busy. You know, he's he's a dad now. It's really like his that, fault. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah like Sir Yacht. Joey Chestnut. Sir Yacht moved and came back. Like so much has happened in the like in between me versus Nuggets. I I think the only way to bring it back to its true form is to make a splash. Big play reflog needs to make it a splash. That's how it caught on in the first place. We need to relaunch it. 
as the me versus nuggets just right not just wow darker it'll be a darker a darker me versus nuggets this time all right we have about four and a half days so let's let's see if we can get motivated uh, i'm gonna set the oh, uh, nirvana in the background yeah there we the go. bed for the thing you guys have seen the batman right you guys seen i have not yet? don't say anything oh I know. I'm not yeah. a movie guy, Chris. To probably to no surprise of anybody, I I, Chris, I saw that thing was, I saw that thing was three hours long, and I said three hours. No, there's no way. And Nick, I, I said the exact same thing, and I am Nick, not, you're not good a superhero guy, are you? Huh? I'm no. I haven't seen any. I which which oh. what is crazy? I love Batman, so I so I was half tempted to see it because if I am a Superman guy of any stretch, it is Batman. So I was half tempted. You would love it. You would love it because it, it was good. It kept my attention for three hours, and that's very tough to do. And so it was really well done, I thought, and very creative. The I last time, like like with COVID and everything, the last time that I've gone three hours without checking my phone, I was probably in high school. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, gee, that's yeah, sad, Nick. We, we need to change that. <laughs> but you know, it's even sadder. Like the last, I want to say like, 10 to 15 movies I've gone to at the movie theater, I've fallen asleep. Oh, no. That's a huge stretch. <laughs> 10 to 15? No, I, I've been there. Time. I've been there. And I thought that was going to happen to me in the Batman oh, movie. No. It did not. I wasn't even close. I'll tell you, it keeps your, yeah. it keeps your interest. If you go I don't know what it is. Place. It's the comfy seats, I guess. Well, you eat a little popcorn and then the yeah, lights are down. And it's a baby. Typically, it's at night when you're going to see the movie, too. So you're right. kind of set up to fail there. There's so many times I've woken up. I'm like, oh, God, I hope my kids are still here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Everybody's gone in the theater. You're just, just there drooling all over your face. Kids have laughed. Oh, it's so weird, man. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Don't get old, Nick um chris where would Dude, you... i can't even get to the movie so i'm <laughs> i'm super dude my generation i go on tiktok and scroll all night oh man so the dark knight one of my one of my favorite movies right where yeah. where would you put it next to nolan's the trilogy there <sighs> it, it i know it's be, different it wouldn't be up there in that i i, I wouldn't put it in that atmosphere but it, okay. it's it's really well done kind of detective tale if okay, that makes me happy because there was so much expectations and it was like yeah. it was getting too inflated, my expectations going to see it. So you've brought it back down. I think that's good. I can go see it now. They Dude, do Cody, really good Cody job who does our shirts and... tweeted about it like for two straight weeks. He is obsessed with Batman. Yeah, who is? he is. Cody. Cody. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hates Iron Man, by the way, too. Wow. How can you hate Iron Man? Put this up there just for Cody. There we go. Look at that. So he's a DC guy, huh? Oh yeah, he hates Iron Man. Hmm. All right, should we do best tweets, worst tweets, and get out of here? Yeah. Yes. Hopefully, you I'm guys not keep on freezing here. up, so we better. All right, then let's do it. All right. So, best tweet. Let's see here. See what we have. Um, not really the tweet per se, but March Madness is here. It is. CBS Sports put this out. The men's bracket is officially here. Fill yours out now. 
Have you guys filled out your brackets yet? I haven't. I, I'm in I haven't bad done a bracket shape. in 10 years. Dude, I'm in three really? of them. I, yep. I can't say no. I can't say no. I'm in three brackets. $10 See, I'm just doing one for I'm doing one with the kids for fun. They always fill one out. I always fill one out. So I'm, I haven't done the online one. I'll probably do it so that it can be scored, but I'm not going to yeah. compete against anybody. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested. I, I'm interested to see how this one turns out because I've watched a, a good amount of college basketball this year, enough to know that anything could happen just like in past years. But even with the teams that I watch a ton, like Ohio state, they could come out, lay an egg in the very first game. Do Loyola Chicago, man. Right, right. And, or, you know, Sister Jean, right? Sister Jean could come out and, and house us, or we could make a run. I could see either one of those things happening. So this will be an interesting one. I've got the Zags winning it all, though. There you go. I, I've i just gone all in on squares. Do you do squares? Oh, squares. That's a Super Bowl thing for me. See, Cam's dad minutes. is doing squares. And that, no, that's... So, Chris, this is the big difference because... When you do squares for March Madness, you get, you know, obviously the last digit of the winning team and the last digit of the losing team, but you get it for every game. Interesting. No, I had no idea. Such a beast. All of March Madness. Yeah, that's that's picking up steam recently because David. Incredible. Yeah, that's picking up a ton of steam. I've never heard of that. That's pretty wild. That that sounds like fun, actually. Yeah. So you buy a few squares or whatever, you know, 20, 30 bucks. And you're literally in every single game. Great way to bet and not put much money up. Nice. And not be so what's our worst brackets. tweet? Worst tweet. <laughs> Do what I do we got here? This? Brandon, with the signing of Mitch Trubisky, that makes Baker Mayfield still the worst QB in the AFC North from PFF Brandon. Come on, man. That doesn't even make any sense. Still the worst. Did you guys notice? Did you you guys notice that? And and I guess a lot of it's deserved because of the number one pick thing. Baker catches a ton of strays on the internet. Like, like if there's a joke to be had, even in just like pop culture, like not Browns fans, not Steeler fans, not Raven fans. Like Baker is always, always for somehow like just catching heat, getting, getting brought into things that he doesn't belong in. The hazards of being a high-profile quarterback on a team that did not achieve the way everybody thought they would. Poor Baker. Yeah, yeah poor well, Baker. You, you play well. Poor you us, Nick. Poor yeah. us. We're yeah. the ones who have to watch this garbage. Come on. <laughs> but Chris, what, Chris, what's worse, seeing James Hudson one-on-one against TJ Watt or Brown's Twitter this past week? <laughs> Tell you what, Brown's Twitter is pretty – they're, they're dropping like flies. There's people who are just shutting up their accounts <laughs> saying, I'm going home. I'm done with this this yeah. week. So, yeah, this should be a fun off season. The way this is starting, this should be a great <laughs> off season. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, yeah, over <laughs> under arrests. We've already had one. We, we've had the big, the, the big naked meltdown <laughs> down there in Florida. Um, over under arrests. How many arrests do we have in, in this Browns off season? We'll put it at a half. Will we get one more arrest this offseason? I could see one more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not taking the over on arrests. <laughs> how, how about in Brown's Twitter? We may have some all, arrests man. in Brown's Twitter. I mean, Brown's heck. Twitter, yeah. Dude, Brown's Twitter is it, today. Right, how many accounts suspended over under for Brown's Twitter? We will set it at 754. Yeah, no doubt. Over, especially with all the people that – never mind. I'm not going to say it. Uh-oh. 
people that tweet copyrighted farewell songs to their favorite quarterback. What? <laughs> people Black are doing Black. that? I haven't seen that one. No, I mean, not just just how things go. You know, the Skylar Gray coming home. Yeah. You got all the all the sad ones that copyrighted Twitter. Twitter cracks down, man. Ask Yacht. Yeah, purse, <laughs> poor Sir Yacht. By the way, an interesting thing, I was randomly going through something else and I ended up on Sir Yacht's page. I saw Baker Mayfield follows Sir Yacht. How about that? There Does go. Sir Yacht know? I feel like if Yacht, I don't knew know that, if Sir Yacht even would know. I I feel like if if he knew that, we would know that. You know, like he made a huge deal out of OBJ following him. Yeah, yeah it looked like Baker follows him, which I thought hmm. I think that was a new thing because it was like at the top of the feed. Maybe also, did you guys see Baker's uh, social media break is officially over? No, what happened? Yeah, he's getting a statue at Oklahoma. Oh, I did see that, yeah. So so he came back to tweet and Instagram about a statue. So, Baker, welcome back. Welcome back to social media. Yeah, if you go into Sir Yacht's followers, Baker Mayfield is up there. I Look do not have the Baker Mayfield follow. I will never get the Baker Mayfield follow. <laughs> Are you blocked? Maybe, maybe the block. I have not been blocked by Baker Mayfield. I like Baker. There's no reason to block yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he's blocked quite a few. Yeah, not me. Crazy. Crazy. Okay. All right. Any final thoughts? We'll save well, baseball cards for next thoughts, week. Baseball cards for next week. We'll bring it I back. Like that. Go Guardians. That even more. Baseball is back, and we hardly talked about it at all. Young like, way coup to the Browns. We didn't even mention baseball. We, we we mentioned the catcher we picked up this week, which is going to – that puts us over the top. <laughs> What's his name, Chris? What's his name, Chris? I don't Could know. you tell me his name? Andy Allenson. <laughs> There you go. Oh, that was a catcher back in the day. We always we always sign some some random catcher in the offseason, and we've already filled that quota now. So I will say Guardians off seasons for the foreseeable future, not very exciting. No. Well, not as bad as the Reds. Did you notice yeah, what was going on boy. with the Cincinnati Reds? No. Woo-wee. They got rid of everybody today. Oof. All in one day. Yeah. There was fire their owner, fire Bob. I don't know his last name, but there, that was trending for a while. Everybody is up in uh, arms down there in Cincinnati. I guess there's rumors of them selling, and so they're just getting rid of assets right and left. I'll say, and though, if you were ever to do it away, just just rip the Band-Aid off. So, sorry, Cincinnati, but they ripped the Band-Aid off today. They did. They did. Rather than peeling it <laughs> back slowly like they do in Cleveland. Thank you, Dolan. That's right. Could be worse, I suppose. Young way <laughs> to the Browns. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog Show. Shout out to Bobby Carpenter, Scott McMullen, the Granville Gunslinger. Great interview. Uh, shout out to Kevin, our Cavs trivia almost winner. And Bob for the help. And Bob for the help. They were they were close, man. They were close. Very close. Yep. If you want to join in, look for that show tweet uh, for, for your chance to get in on Cavs trivia each week. Um, huge shout out, Shaq News. Go check them out on Twitch, live video game streams. Go vote on your favorite video game wrestling game out there, shacknews.com. Uh, go drink Labatt Blue Lights. Check out the new Labatt Seltzer Tarts. Super good. Right there. TSE Cleveland. Get some, get some uh, signed gear on tsecleveland.com. And... Go pick up some GV shirts. Eric Metcalf had a great tweet. He's like, man, I wish I was a wide receiver nowadays. I bet. After that Kirk, that Kirk contract. I feel you, Eric. I feel you. 
Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Monday night, 9 p.m. See ya. See ya. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The Big Play. Big Show.